joining us. Uh, this is our end of May investment review and outlook. I'm Ben Hakama from Illuminate Wealth Management, uh, and I'll let Gary introduce himself. Hi, I am Gary Boyer. For those of you who don't know me, uh, I ran Gary Boyer and Associates, and later than that, Boyer Wider Wealth Planning Partners for over 25 years before I sold the business. Ben and I uh, worked together for about five and a half years uh, before I retired, which was about four and a half years ago. And Ben and I, over that time, became personal friends as well as having had the opportunity to work together. And we have continued to both work together and uh, and be personal friends. And now Gary is a partner here at Illuminate and uh, look forward to talking through all the markets and, and where things are. So Gary, I'll let you kind of start um, with a market recap. Where Where are we so far this year? What's happened? Well, it's been a real roller coaster ride. As certainly all of you know, that beginning in early March, uh, the stock market fell off a cliff. Uh, and not just in the US, but really worldwide, it fell off a cliff. And in fact, the drop over <clears throat> roughly the first month was the largest stock market drop in history in that short of a time period. And the first reason, of course, is because of the COVID-19 uh, virus, which <clears throat> dropped economic activity off of a cliff. But there was a second reason, uh, which was, I think, just as important. And that is that there is a huge amount of uh, debt in the markets. In other words, there was a lot of people that uh, had used debt to buy stocks on margin. There were uh, financial instruments called derivatives and options, and derivatives are also debt-based, where you could buy a lot of a market position with just a small amount of cash. And once the market started its crash, those people, headed for the exits very, very quickly. And in, in, in case of people that had margin debt, they were presented with the choice by their brokers of either having to sell or put up more cash uh, to hold their position. And uh, as would we would expect to happen, more of those people decided to sell uh, rather than to put up more, more cash. Uh, so that was the, the biggest reasons for the quick drop in the market. But we've had a really strong recovery in the market. And probably the biggest single reason for that is that the Fed uh, and the Treasury uh, have flooded uh, the U.S. Uh, economy with cash. And uh, because the economy was under lockdown, uh, people weren't going to be going out and uh, putting that into buying consumer goods or whatever because we were all in lockdown. So where did that cash go? An awful lot of it went into the financial markets, both into uh, stocks, as we've seen the huge recovery 
as well as in to buying bonds, as bond yields have continued to drop uh, really since uh, uh, we, we had the, the beginning of the, uh, of, of the, of the recovery. Um, and that's all very, very, very good. Uh, and here, the, the chart that Ben has just uh, uh, put back up again, you can see over on the right-hand side that the S&P 400, which is basically mid-cap stocks, is up almost 40%. Uh, large cap uh, is up about 32%, and even small cap that's lagged the markets for several years is up about 30% uh, in the recovery. So we've had a dramatic uh, increase uh, uh, in the stock markets. And again, what the Fed has done has had a lot to do with that. But the real question is, what can we expect going forward? And I think. Yeah, and before you go there, Gary, I just want to yeah. add. Um, I I think it's really important for for everyone as you think about the market is what time period are you looking. So what the chart we have up here, this is basically from the bottom, which was um, the third week in March, and then uh, as of the close before Memorial Day, and so you see this great run up, and it looks great. You've got forty percent up. The problem is, uh, as the first chart showed we are, um, we're still down for the year. And so it's great when you have this upside, if you time the bottom, you did really, really well. But if we go back to this chart, which is the year to date, you're still down. If you're in small caps, you're still down almost 25%, um, even with all that run up. And that's looking over the last year. Some people uh, that I've talked to, they anchor at the high point. Uh, which was about February 19th, I believe. And so if we look at that, um, you're seeing these numbers on this chart off of the high um, on the same different ones. So all of these are showing the same data, just in different time periods. And, um, you know, if we look longer term, and actually, let me pull that up. Um, if you're okay with me going here, Gary, this is the last five years of those same three indices. So you can see S&P 500 uh, is large cap up 39% over the last five years. You see this huge drop that we had so far this year. Um, and then even small caps and, and mid caps are up, but not up a whole lot over the last five years. We gave back most of those returns uh, here so far this year. So long-term, Again, same data, but uh, longer term, five years looking in the past. Uh, it's, I, I guess, important to see just what are you using as your anchor? What's the point in time that you're focused on? And uh, we, we, we like to look at decades, not even five years. Five years isn't long enough. Um, we're investing for the long run, not the short run. So I don't know if that is uh, consistent with what you were thinking, and, and sorry if I took you off track there, Gary. But <laughs> oh no, not not at all. That uh, was the perfect thing to be saying because I think where I was just starting is what can we expect going forward? And uh, I, both Ben and I are very concerned because the economy is not just going to snap back to where it was before the virus came around because the, of the change in behavior of people. Uh, we aren't just gonna be running back to restaurants and going back to movie theaters and so on. 
uh, from day one, and it's going to take a while. And given the severity of the drop in the economy from things that I am seeing right now, uh, economists that I think are uh, noteworthy for following are saying that in the month of April, the economy is going to be down about 40%. Well, even if you recover, let's say, 90% of that 40% drop during the, the rest of the year, you're still going to be down 4% from the highs of the economy just before uh, the virus came along. And a drop in the economy of 4% is a recession. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's not going to be easy because, again, I'll say we're not just going to go back to where it was uh, before. So this is going to take a while. Uh, and again, as I had already said, that it's going to be a while before we have a, uh, a vaccine. And that we have no idea how effective that that, that is, is going to be. Um, so we think it's going to take a while. And mm-hmm. that really leads us into the next thing that Ben and I wanted to talk about is uh, inflation and deflation mm-hmm. and what's going to happen uh, with those two things. And I think that in the short run, and when I say short run, I'm going to say somewhere in the area of maybe one to, to two years, 18 months to two years. The bigger concern really there is deflation, uh, because as we'd already said, uh, demand is simply not going to come back uh, mm-hmm. right away. We're still going to have inflated uh, unemployment numbers. Uh, those numbers are going to be quite high, uh, even though I think they'll recover from probably the 20 to 25 percent where the uh, unemployment will peak out at. But the plain fact is right now, we're in a depression. It's not a recession. It's a depression with a 40% drop in the economy. And uh, so with consumer demand, which is nearly 70% of the total economy, uh, it's gonna gonna take a while. Uh, But when we look out, that 18 months to two years and longer, uh, Ben and I think that we have uh, issues with what's going to happen with inflation. Right now, we are running a fiscal deficit in the U.S. of about 14%. Uh, That's the highest fiscal deficit that this country has run uh, at any other time other than potentially World War II. I didn't go back and look at what that the fiscal deficit was, but uh, it was in that range. So certainly in peacetime, we have never run a deficit anything like the 14% that we are continuing to run. Back at the beginning of the Great Recession in 08, the Federal Reserve had a balance sheet of about billion. It's now up to $5 trillion. And that's money that is flooding the economy to try to get us out of uh, this depression that we're in. 
But the problem is if we continue to run these fiscal deficits and flooding money into the economy, we've already had inflation, but it's inflation in financial assets as, as you've seen the uh, markets uh, come back and before the virus, uh, markets were at historical high uh, price earnings ratios, price to book ratios, and so on. And that's where a lot of the money was going that the Fed was pushing in, into the economy. And so uh, we think as consumers come back uh, into the economy as they ultimately will, inflation is something that we're going to have to be more uh, concerned about. And that leads us into the next thing uh, that Ben has put uh, all of the Illuminate clients into both tips and gold. And I think that we have some good reasons for why that Ben did that. Number one, they're both good inflation uh, fighters, TIPS bonds, and that's Treasury Inflation Protection Securities, automatically each year increases the principal value of the bonds as inflation goes up based upon the, the consumer price in index. So you have an automatic uh, uh, protection against inflation, and even though we haven't had high inflation, we still have had inflation and you're getting, uh, it's the only way that you really have a guaranteed uh, protection against uh, inflation. Now, gold is the other thing that Ben has put into the, the portfolio. Uh, gold has served as money for thousands of years. And in fact, the only time that it really hasn't served as a backup to uh, money worldwide has been since 1971, when President Nixon took us off of the gold standard and took any backup for the U.S. currency uh, away from uh, the dollar. And one of the things that gold has helped to protect against is inflation because governments could not flood their uh, economies with a whole lot of money because they didn't have gold to back it. And because we believe that, uh, and, and we've already seen that uh, governments are putting money in, uh, in historical uh, high amounts into uh, the economy, we think that gold historically has been such a great protector against inflation and has historically for thousands of years has held its value against inflation that everybody ought to have uh, some gold in uh, their, their portfolios. Ben, do you have anything that you... Yeah, I mean, I agree, with, I agree with everything that you said. Um, I wanna go back uh, to something and, and just go a little bit deeper into, um, and, and you and I have talked about this uh, several times, uh, when we talk about deflation and inflation, and, and we, when we look at the next 18 to 24 months versus the longer term, and inflation obviously will be a, a big deal as it, that we think so, but looking shorter term, 
agree completely, you know, 40% drop, we're in a depression economically from a, <laughs> the economy standpoint, and yet you've seen the inflation in the stock market and asset prices and things going up. The Fed can continue throughout the rest of this year, can continue to step in um, along with Congress and do a lot of things to prop up asset prices, even if the economy takes two years to recover. Um, everything that's done, I, I guess maybe you would disagree, but everything that the Fed or Congress would do over the next two years to prop up asset prices will help in the short run, but just lead to more inflation in the long run. So it's it's a double-edged sword where do you prop things up now and try to, to help in the short term, um, but make the long term even worse? Um, that I would guess would probably be what's going to happen politically. But uh, the other side is you don't produce a lot of liquidity um, in going into the fall. And uh, then it could just lead to the stock market dropping. So even if the economy doesn't recover that quickly, um, as we don't think it will with consumers going back, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to have a major drop in the stock market. It just means you're going to have a difference as you continue to have a difference between what stocks are, are worth versus what the economy actually is doing and you have a disconnect there. Um, I don't know if you have any additional thoughts on that. Yeah, not, not too much. Um, it's just that with the flooding, again, of the economy with, with the money, and that's happening worldwide. It's not just in the U.S. The uh, uh, European Central Bank and China is doing exactly mm -hmm. the same thing. Yeah. Let me, I want to show one more thing uh, here. So this is speaking of kind of the difference between um, the economy and, and the S&P 500 is, is just what I use. Do you see the unemployment chart? Yes. Okay. So um, the, these gray bars are recessions. This is over the last 20 years. And you can see, um, I know when we were looking at, at this, it was kind of striking to see unemployment being the purple uh, caps out after recessions. So recession's over. And you would expect that un unemployment um, caps out a little bit later. But the bottom of the st stock market is well before, several months before um, unemployment rate actually hits its peak. The bottom of the S&P 500 is before then. Now, that doesn't mean we've seen the bottom. We've seen a bottom here looking in the short term. But um, I mean, just looking at, at the degree of unemployment and where we are, these are official rates. It will be worse the next time this comes out from an unemployment rate. This is looking um, with the most recent data in April. It's gonna be even worse. This unemployment rate's gonna go even higher. And we've only seen the first round of bankruptcies and the first level of, of what actually happens when people default on their rent and their mortgage and consumers, uh, the stimulus money isn't there anymore. Um, we're in the first or second inning <laughs> of a nine inning game. Um, and Gary and I really miss baseball right now, but at least we can use baseball analogies as we talk about the market. And uh, we've got a long way to go. That doesn't mean that we haven't seen the bottom, but it also doesn't mean we have. So <laughs> we need to be prepared for kind of anything that would happen the next several months and, and then looking ahead, uh, especially for inflation in the future. I would rather have uh, clients in 
things like tips and gold too early rather than too late. I think that's always been kind of our approach. We want to buy things that make sense. And if we're going to be a year or two earlier than the bottom or a year too earlier than we have to do it, at least we've protected clients because we're not short-term investors. We're investing for long-term, many, many decades for, for our clients. Um, yeah, and Ben, what I would just add to that, because we are not market timers. Right. You folks that have been with us for a long time, that's not news to you. Uh, we can't time the market. We don't know anybody who can do that consistently, and it's most definitely not us. But what we are trying to do uh, in this specific situation with adding gold and tips is that we're looking out longer term and thinking of, of a couple of real risks that we have out there that we think to uh, deal with those risks that we ought to make a couple of changes to uh, your portfolios. And that's, that's what, what we've done. Great. Was well, there anything else, um, Gary, that you want to add? Not that I can think of right now. Okay. Great. Well, I think this was, this was a good uh, kind of first one for um, a market review and, and outlook. And uh, we intend to do these more often. So um, feel free to reach out with any questions, comments. Uh, you know how to get a hold of us, email, phone call. Uh, we're not meeting with clients in person, but um, we intend to do this again. And uh, so definitely reach out if you have any questions. But thanks for joining.